Hello, 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 and welcome to the 59th episode of the Crack Die Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Sean, and I want to wish everyone Happy Thanksgiving, first and foremost. If you're here in the States, well, it's Thanksgiving Day, and you're listening to this podcast. We hope to give you a break from your family as necessary, or if you can't go home for the holidays because of the pandemic, we hope to be your family for the holidays. Uh, I don't have too much to chat about this week other than December 12th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash crackdie. We have another episode of Absalom in Order. Come check it out. It is a lot of fun. And also with the holidays coming up, make sure to grab yourself or that loved one in your life a Cracked Die t-shirt or phone case, or coffee mug, or leggings, or whatever. Simply head over to teespring.com slash stores slash the cracked die podcast to find whatever you want. All right, really, that's enough for me. Let's head to the table right away. Welcome to the 59th episode of the Cracked Die podcast. 10 away from super sexy. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to figure out something special for that episode. You know. We can just do a real nice episode. A real nice episode in yeah. 10 episodes? Nobody yeah. could see my eyebrows going, but yeah. <laughs> no, this is an audio medium. Uh, your eyebrows were not were not seen. We need to mic up her eyebrows. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Previously on the Cracked Die Podcast. All heroes freed a Mokole Membebe. They then fought three rocks. Dealing with them rather quickly, all heroes proceeded to sneak around the camp to discover a strange covered area. Who was using these strange covered areas? What will our heroes do? Will they escape with their lives? Find out the answers to these questions and more on this episode of... The Cracked Die Podcast. Well, you fought some rocks. You got a dinosaur friend. You fed some spiders. Uh, you walked around a really large map. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you've approached some Churica and you found some weird tree stuff that is set to block light from getting to the ground. Okay. I don't know what that means. I'm curious. I was thinking about it, um, mm-hmm. as you do when you're not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like where like, something comes to you because you're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering if there was maybe like some kind of subterranean creature that they've enlisted that doesn't like the light. So it's now like in a jungle. So to help itself, it's created like a false ceiling. Hmm. I don't know. That, that's the only thing I can think of. Like there's no reason why to use block the sun otherwise. Like unless it was harmful. Yeah, I was definitely wondering what would happen if we were to destroy this. Like, if it would hurt something they were trying to protect, or... Yeah, are you thinking it's in the pit, maybe? So, from what I understand, because uh, it's not on this map, mm-hmm. it's somewhere in the trees near we are, there's just, like, this canopy that's been built to block the sunlight from coming through. And we're sure they built it. The Chodokai, I mean. I am sure of nothing. But what I'm saying is, we can't assume that they didn't. Okay. 
And if so, I'm guessing it's that green square that Sean just put up. Yes, um, I just put a green square. Okay. If so, I think that whatever it is that they have, it might be something that they're using at night that doesn't like the light. I'm giving it somewhere to hide. Right, so we need somewhere to hide during the day, and since they're just kind of out in the open and they aren't in caves, or maybe this thing is used to being, or somewhere dark is used to being, they've built like an artificial sunblock. So I don't know if it will be disadvantaged if we draw it out into the light, or if we'll just be pissed off. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I was just thinking about that earlier. I was like, maybe it's something that, that's like from underground. Yeah, it's too large for a hunting blind, the area that he's shown us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for those of you who can't see it, which would be everyone listening, I suppose... Uh, it is uh, seven squares by three squares, so 15 feet by... 35 feet? Yeah. Huh. Is there a check we can make, perhaps, that maybe the elves might have told us about something that would do this, whether it is the Churuka or a creature that they enlist, or maybe something completely random? Yes, absolutely. Looking at it, you can give me a society check. Huh. Okay. Sorry, I help. All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take my twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah, I did ten last with an eighteen. Okay. And I got a sixteen. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So all of your theories are are very good, but looking at it, Soraya, you know or you think that it would be a Sabasan's lair. You know that Sabasans are evil, intelligent, bat-like humanoids who live in warm forests and drink the blood of other creatures, particularly people. They have thin, emaciated torsos and broad, leathery wings that can reach a span of almost 20 feet. Holy shit. They tend to hunt at twilight or night and sleep during the day. Oh, I've seen these. It's bad news. (laughs) And it's daytime, right? Uh, it is daytime. We might be able to lost boys it if we're very careful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? As you all look around, Twin Talon and Pond Watcher, because I've made some more rolls for you. Secret perception rolls. <laughs> you are able to see three of these creatures. Oh, shit. No, no. Sleeping. Under this canopy. And I really liked everything that you guys just thought could have been true. Mm -hmm. So, for that, I'm giving everyone a hero point. Yay! Yay! That brings brings me to one. (laughs) Sean, would you say these creatures look somewhat similar to the ones that attacked us that night that took silver? Uh, No, I would not say that. Okie dokie. See, these things look medium. You said they have a 20-foot wingspan? Yes. I should have just expanded the picture. Ah, okay. They have thin, emaciated torsos and broad, leathery wings. Sabasan's heads, necks, shoulders, and upper chest are covered with red or dark brown fur that barely obscure their stretched thin flesh. Their ears are large and pointed like bats, and indeed, they can echolocate prey much like bats can. So their eyes are also capable of seeing in low light. They are capable of seeing the light. Yes. Got it. Low light. Okay. Hmm. They almost look like something from the Van Helsing movie. Yeah, Yeah, right? Or like if you've read the Dresden Files, they seem like red court true form. Could be. Yes, that is a good, good reference book. 
So you have them sleeping in the trees. You have, what is that, five Chirika around a campfire cooking. cooking something? Yeah. Yep. And there was a look, I'm sorry, did we say that what was in the fire looked humanoid? Or no? Uh, is that something smells I... of roasted flesh. That's something you concocted. Okay. I guess I just think it worst of them. Right. I mean, fair. They haven't really done anything to prove you different. So, <laughs> sure. so if they're asleep, are they helpless? Yes. Just like you are, if something were to happen, they would have to make a perception check. So in theory, we could like have Twin Talon go and coup de gras them all. I actually was looking up the coup de grace actions, and I don't see it. Huh. I, I don't know that it exists anymore. Yeah. Damn it. Rather than me going through and attacking all three of them, mm -hmm. I, I would feel better about it if maybe myself, Brianna, and Pond Watcher went. Sure. And we all just picked one, and it's like, count of three, we all attack. I could also blow some ice all over them while they're asleep. To further encase them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things we could do, but uh, I don't like the idea of just taking them out one at a time because I'm not sure that I can... If, if I don't kill them immediately, they'll wake up and they'll wake the other two up. You know what I could do? Mm -hmm. I have that poison smoke bomb that just hangs around and hurts them for like three or four rounds. But as soon as they take damage, they wake up. Well, true. But how likely are they to flee versus just, like, trying to figure out what's going on? I'm going to guess if they're in a cloud of painful smoke, they will try to be out of it. Right. They won't just sit there and Well, take no, damage. I don't think they're just going to sit there like it's a sauna. But... <laughs> <laughs> if they start fleeing, it could alert everyone else. So if our goal is to not alert the other people... Are they hanging from the scaffold, or is that just to block the light? That's just to block the light. Huh. Do we know at all whether or not they're allied to the Churuka? Like, I don't know what would give us that impression. I'm just trying to see, like... I mean, you don't see any of the symbols on them, okay. but that doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Honestly. Like... I mean, they're here. What's the likelihood of of us like sabotaging their nest and hiding to see what they would do? Like, would they suspect the Chuda? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to see if we can put them against each other. I don't know. I'm I'm just throwing ideas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we can sabotage the scaffold, yeah, and see how they react. I, I don't know, but do we have any indication, Sean, from the knowledge check? Uh, or the recall knowledge check, if they have any penalties by being in the light? Yeah, but do I get questions off my society check? Yes, absolutely. You can ask me two questions. If you so, weaknesses? <laughs> uh, none. Huh. I guess that answers that, or would penalties be something different? Weaknesses is typically, are they weak to me? Physically, like for damage, it really doesn't tell you. If, like, like for instance, um, a lot of times certain creatures that have really good dark vision, if they're in the light, they take some penalty. But that's not yeah. Really... 
So yeah, I guess penalties are going to be the other. Kill them. Well, yeah. No penalties. I'll, I, I'll, I generally loop those in together, but uh, n- neither one of those. So you still have one more question. <sighs> what do we want to know, guys? Special attacks? Sure. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so if they hit you with a claw, they automatically grab you. Oh, great. So they have improved grab? Yes. Yuck. They can drain blood, so if you are grabbed, the Sabosan drains blood from the creature. If you succeed at a DC 23 fortitude save, you do not get drained. Otherwise, you become drained what? Drained is a status. You take a status penalty equal to your drained value on constitution-based checks such as fortitude saves. You also lose a number of hit points equal to your level, minimum one, times the drained value, and your maximum hit points are reduced by the same amount. So if you're hit by something that inflicts drain three in your third level, you lose nine hit points and reduce your maximum by nine. Each time you take a full night's rest, your drain value decreases and your maximum hit points increase. Uh, but you don't get those hit points back until you heal. Yes. Drained is real bad, because drain one stacks on drain two, which stacks on drain three. So, it's, uh, it's rough. Don't get your blood drained. They have a fell shriek. Anything in a 30-foot cone that is not a sabosan must succeed at a fortitude save or be deafened for one minute. And they can have a powerful charge. They can fly or stride up to double its speed and then make a claw attack. If the Sabosan moved at least 20 feet, it deals an additional d6 damage on a hit. You also see that they have spears nearby, so you can assume uh, that they would have a spear attack if they were able to grab them. Gotcha. Yeah, grab is definitely an interesting change from 1st edition to 2nd edition. In 1st edition, if you had the grab ability, if you hit with that that attack, you would just automatically make the check, and if you got it, you'd grab them. In 2nd edition, there's grab and improved grab. Grab, if it has the grab attack, basically you can spend a second action, like a follow-up action, to automatically grab, but it takes another action in your turn. If you have improved grab, it doesn't take another action. It's just they grab you, which is really bad. Or it could be. <laughs> Especially since these people can use draining. Paired with that drain attack, that's, yeah, real bad. But again, it's another action they have to use. We could send the dino to just trample to start. <laughs> Wake him up by getting him squashed. <laughs> what? I'm going to have all of you roll initiative. Just so we can see an attack order, and since no one else, since nothing is aware of you guys, once you start doing things, they will get a perception check to join the chaos that is surely about to begin. Uh, I'm assuming since we're undetected, we could use stealth for initiative. You may use stealth for initiative if you would like. All right, let's start uh, on the bottom here, starting with Twin Talon. What did you get for initiative? Uh, I got a 35, a respectable 35. Good lord. Jeezy, crazy. Okay, uh, Brianna. A 23. 
All right, that's not a 35, but that's not bad. Soraya? Uh, you know it's not a 35, a 15. It's actually probably like almost, it's a little less that's, that's than a, half that's of a, a 35. That's a double crit fail on the DC 35. <laughs> <laughs> and Pawn Watcher, what did you get for initiative? All right, and the dinosaur got a 21. Nice. So, Twin Talon, where are you moving slash what are you doing? If, we're, if our plan, as I understand it, mm-hmm. is to move in, try to take them out quickly and quietly, um, then he will attempt to do that. All right. So I will try to be uh, stealthy. So I think you move at half speed if you're doing that. So Twin Talon is just moving around to the south here, just trying to be as stealthy as possible. All right. They're still asleep. And he, his, his plan is, is he's going to go for the farthest one. Okay. All right. Brianna. Seeing that her compatriots are moving forward to um, deal with these fiends, these heathens. Um, Twin Talon gestured that he was going to the furthest one. Yes, that's my plan. It appeared that Pawn Watcher moved to this one. I know that you're going to do a breath weapon, but um, that being the case, she will start her move to the uh, westmost one. But since um, she's small and and slow, uh, she can only move um, 20 feet, so that would be 10 feet, right? Correct. You're as fast Blue. as I am when we're stealthy. And I'm trying to remember the diagonals. My brain is farting for some reason. Every every other one is 10 feet. So okay. if you haven't moved any diagonals yet, you can move one. Uh, I will end up... If you end here, next between Pond Watcher and me, you're outside of his breath weapon range. Okay, I'll do that. Because his breath weapon is going to hit this one, it's a cone, then it'll hit that one and that one. So technically, this square is also like if you end up here, yep, diagonally northwest from this one, uh, mm-hmm. you will also be out of the breath weapon. Next up is the dinosaur, and no one gave the dinosaur any instructions, so it's gonna sit down. Oh, okay. that's fine. <laughs> and curl its tail around its head. Meep. <laughs> Soraya. She's going to run up. You're not stealthy. Uh, I mean, I could, I could try, I guess. No, no, no. It just halves your movement. Okay, yeah. Then I'm, I guess I'm not stealthy because my speed, eh, my speed's thirty-five. But I'm going to throw uh, an acid flask because it is among the less flashy of my attacks. I will hold my action until we spring the trap that we're planning. Okay, so there's two things you can do. You can delay, which will adjust your initiative. Or you can ready an action. To ready an action, it takes two of your actions, but you can give me a triggering effect, so... Yes, so Sabasan wakes up will be the triggering effect for... I'm going to throw an acid blast. Okay, (laughs) great. And that's my other two actions. Anwar is not here, so I will be running Temid, uh, which is what I rolled just now, the initiative for him. Uh, he is going to make like the dinosaur and curl up with his tail around his face. Um, <laughs> when did Timid grow no. a tail? <laughs> Surprise! Uh, 
So first action for Temid is to move forward stealthfully. Second action is to move forward stealthfully again. And in proper Temid fashion, third action is to raise a shield. Seems like Temid. (laughs) All right. I don't know if you guys can see the whole initiative tracker, but uh, there's a lot of things going on there. Oh, boy. So, back to the top. Twin Talon. Okay, so... Talon's going to move. One, two, three, four, five. And at this point, I should be out of the the cone range. Okay, so Pondwatcher has been like crouching in front of the sleeping thing with his mouth like smoking. (laughs) Slowly watching... Uh, Twin Talon creep past, like, trying to hold it in, like, and then he's just gonna explode out in a fire, or fiery, icy mist of awesome, cool stuff. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's a 30-foot cone that I just put out there, which hits all three of the creatures. Good. So that's seven seven d six cold damage. Oh, geez. oh wow! That's a lot of d sixes. That's all. They get a basic reflex save, DC twenty three. One of them succeeds with a even with a negative four. Uh, they rolled initially rolled a seventeen on the die, but the other two fail. So the first, the one closest to you somehow avoids half of the damage, turns in its sleep at the last possible moment. (laughs) One of them crit failed. Uh, yes, one of them did crit fail, which is double damage. (laughs) So that is 46 damage. And that is cold damage. 46 cold damage. Okay, so they all took damage, which means they all automatically wake up? Correct. Okay, so they've all woken up. Soraya, this triggers your reaction? Pardon me, I still have one more action. That's only two actions. That's true. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. So he's just going to say, good morning, and swing down with the halberd of the one (laughs) in front. 24 to hit. 24 will hit. That is 13 slashing damage <laughs> on top of the... I guess he took half damage. Yeah, before, that so. is a heck of a wake-up call. Nice. And they, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, that's good. That hits. Soraya, this triggers your reaction. Yes, it does. It changes a little bit what I was going to do because I don't want to catch a twin talent in that 15-foot cone I was going to do. Um, but that's fine. I'm going to hit that one in the back corner over here with an acid flask. Okay. Ugh, for a 19. That will miss. I figured. But it, who's taking the splash? Is it still taking the splash? Um, yeah, I don't think anyone else is even nearby. So it's two, uh, two acid splash. All right. Uh, I guess I should roll initiative for these guys now, huh? Mm. Yeah. Nah, that's probably fine. Yeah, right? Yeah, I think I'm... 
I mean, they are definitely groggy. The one in the front is really unhappy about everything that just happened. So, the last two rolls for his initiatives were a four and a two on the die. <laughs> I'm not the last. No, you are not. However, the one in front of Pond Watcher did roll the highest initiative. So, it is now going to first action wake up. And <laughs> grab a bush and put a little makeup. Drop. <laughs> yes. Uh, drop down from the tree. And then second action is it's going to shriek. Like you do in the mornings. Yeah. Well, I mean. I'm, I'm not judging, honestly. <laughs> I don't know how many of you have been woken up with a halberd. So, Pond Watcher and Temid. Hooray. What do we do? Uh, I need a fortitude save, please. 28. You're fine. And he's got Juggernaut, so he's extra fine. Temid, however, is not okay. Uh, Temid is deafened for one minute. Good lord. Which is going to make him casting spells much more difficult. Ooh. <sighs> My flat check involved. Yep. DC 5. Okay. Could be worse. Could be worse. Ice ice comes up and covers my eardrums. Right. <laughs> your eardrums specifically. Yes. They fly in your ears and... Pierce my head and I, I die. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Ow! Not what I wanted, not what I wanted! <laughs> Sounded like a good idea at the time. Brianna! Brianna's going to continue on her trajectory... And since things are awake now, she's not going to stealth. That's one action. She will move in front of the westmost creature and swing. All right. Swing away, Meryl. Has a 33. Nice. That is a critical hit. Ho, 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 ho. Thank you, Serenre. Yep. Uh, slash. Just cross that threshold. Right. Goodness. Well, I'll 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 take it because uh, digital dice are not my friend. So we're looking for slashing missing ear. Normal damage. The target takes a negative two circumstance penalty to perception checks and charisma based checks, except intimidation until healed. Eh. Eh. Yeah. Eh. What is your what is your scimitar's weapon specialty? That is a fantastic question it is uh disrupting but it also has the um uh what's it the spirit tied to it right. uh, i think it's actually what you're right the specialization yeah, effect of your sword because it's a so sword. you would or if you don't want to do that you can make it flat-footed until the start of your next turn incorrect she can do both oh she can do both what? yes because it, So if you look at her same card, you see where it says surprise opening and it says crit effect? Yes. If that's what Missing oh. Ear said, you have to pick one or the other. Because it doesn't say that, you get all of Missing Ear and you can also add on a crit effect, which for swords is you make them flat-footed until sometime. I don't remember how long. But yeah. uh, the start of your next turn. Are you right? Cool. Okay. Huh. Alright. So, they are flat-footed and taking 17 points of damage. And she lopped off one of her ears. 
Yes. Pointy, creepy bat ears. So now they're asymmetrical. They feel really insecure about it. I still have one more action. Mm -hmm. You do. Um, And I'm going to do Temid Proud and raise my shield. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Temid is up next, and you hear him do this. Ma, ma, ma. As he's trying to, like, pop his ears from the ringing that is happening because he is deafened. Tinnitus now? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, He is then going to look around, survey the group. Everyone looks okay. So he is going to cast a divine lance at the farthest one. Rolls a 29, which will hit and does 17 points of good damage. Nice. Actually, hang on. He's deafened. He's got to make his flat check. Yeah, DC 5 flat check. So let's see if he can actually hit with this. (laughs) Hits it exactly. Wow. 17 points from that divine lance right on to that Sabosan. Soraya, you are up next. I'm gonna use something I've actually never used before, I think. I've had it for a while and I just haven't played with it. Um, and I'm going to use my telekinetic projectile on one of the spears that are nearby. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so it's a plus nine to my attack because it's technically a spellcasting modifier. Okay. Oh God. Uh, I that might, will miss. I'm going to hero point that because okay. it was a 14 and I have a sneaking suspicion it's very close to a critical miss. <laughs> it was not a critical miss, just so you know. That's fine. I'm going to just hope I roll a little better than that. All right. Okay, I'll take the 27. <laughs> that that will hit. Awesome. So it does 46, uh, I assume piercing because it's a spear. Uh, Yes. And plus two for this spellcasting modifier. Uh, so 21 damage to, we'll say this one hanging out in the back here. 21 points of damage. Explain how that spear kills it. So the unattended spear suddenly springs to life. And we, we've all seen Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, Yondu's like, little whistling arrow mm-hmm. uh, it does that <laughs> kind of thing. It like zooms around and just comes right in the front and just sticks this guy in the heart. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's my first action. Telekinetic projectile is one action? Uh, if it's not, it's two. So I still have a third. Yes, you do have a third still. So those are my first two actions. Sorry, I, I misspoke. Yes. Um, no, that's fine. I just was like, oh boy. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. <laughs> Shit, can you do that three times in a turn? No, but after that, I think we'll go back to tried and true. Because my second attack with a bomb is still better than my first attack with magic. Uh, and we'll go back to a good old acid flask. Uh, All right. And that'll be... Uh, I'm going to aim it at this front one here that I think Pondwalker okay. is right in front of. Because uh, the last thing I want to do is accidentally land it on Brianna. God damn it. For an 11. That is a critical miss. No, no. I could hear a point again because it's a different roll. Yes, you could. I, I, I can't roll worse, so... Did you have three to start with? Hero points? Yes. Okay, cool. When when Sean gave me the, the extra one, I had three to start the session. 
Mm-hmm. I, just keep, I keep burning them. Like as soon as I get them, I always roll like a one. <laughs> right? It's like yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I am. I am not gonna take that that natural one. I have crit failed too many, too many bombs. Twenty two. That will hit. Cool. So this one right in front of Pond Watcher is going to take eleven acid damage. Ten of it is persistent, uh, or the two d six is persistent, and then two acid splash as well. All right. So it immediately takes the two. Well, it immediately takes the, the 10. Like, it deals that okay. damage. Um, it's just, I also get 2d6 persistent. On your... On my turn, it'll keep taking 2d6 acid damage. Take it at the end of each of your turns, as long as you have the condition. So I don't take the 10 yet. Okay, so you take one, you take the two splash, and then the 10 will happen yes. right now, because it's the end of my turn. <laughs> end of its turn. Oh, end of its turn? Sorry, I thought you yeah. said end of your turn. End of your turn, whoever has the persistence. Sorry. Right, and then it rolls a flat check because it might just go again. It might just it might yeah, go like, away. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so at the very least, it's taking three acid right now. Yes, it did. Cool. Okay, the Sabasan in front of Soraya. No I'm sorry. <laughs> the Sabasan in front of Brianna. Huh? I'm zoomed out very far. I just saw hair. I was just uh, gonna say, it's, it's, he's, he was keeping us straight for so long. I know, right? He's doing so well. Well, it's going to swing at you with a claw. I'm going to guess a 19 misses. 19 will be a critical failure. Because of the my shield? shield what? Yep. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. Yep. Okay, well. <laughs> Was not expecting that answer. Um, this is why you use shield kitties. Shield bros. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, I'm trying to read this card, but it is not working. I also can't read your card. <laughs> uh, is this your card? There we go. Crit fumble. Unarmed. Stop hitting yourself. You hit yourself <laughs> instead of the target. So this Savasan swings its claw. Brianna, it clangs off of Brianna's shield and come and like his hand is shaking and comes back and hits him for 15 points of slashing. Oops. Does he then grab himself? <laughs> yes, he wraps, him, he wraps himself up in a self hug. <laughs> um, oh, I don't. I don't like that at all. Uh, that you're very difficult to hit. <laughs> that's what champions are very good at. Yeah, that's kind of like know. their shtick, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. With that, it's going to take off in flight, and it is going to move twenty-five feet. And then for its third action, it's going to fly another twenty-five feet. Uh-oh. All right. Hopefully by next level, I'll be able to get attack of opportunity. Since it is available to me, I just need to take it. Right? There's always something better to take, but yeah. then... <laughs> than what you need at the moment. You're like, ah, oh, I should have took that, but I took another thing which seemed cool at the time. <laughs> yeah. But in practice. Anyway. Oh, my turn? It is your turn, Twin Talon. All right. So the question is, how beat up did this thing look? Um... The one that ran away? Yeah, it took the damage from Pond Watcher. It took full damage. It didn't take double damage like the other one. It didn't take half damage. It it took a hit from Brianna. It took a hit from itself. 
<laughs> so to use vernacular from a different game's fourth edition, I would say it is bloodied. Dang it. Okay. I'm just trying to think if I should chase it down. I don't want it to get away or alert. I don't know how alert these other people are. So uh, any way you slice it, I got to get to... I gotta take two moves to get next to it. Now, it is still flat-footed from Brianna till the end of her turn, so... Mm -hmm. That's what I'm counting on. You've given me a hero point. I expect to need it immediately, but let's see. <laughs> That's that positive thinking. Uh, 22 to hit. Will hit, especially because it's flat-footed. Nice. Sneak, sneaks. That's teamwork right there. Makes the dream work. Mm hmm. So that's 18 slashing damage from uh, the dog slicer. Oof. Heck right. yes. You do slice into it, and it looks really ragged. You puncture its wings, it starts to falter as it's flying, but it's still alive. Okay, never mind. I want to do another thing, but it's an action. So never mind. I'm, I'll am i be out here. If you guys need me, I'll be over here with the rest of the. <laughs> the Cinder Claws. <laughs> Good luck. And uh, working on my next character. All right. No. <laughs> no. So I can take it out in one hit. That's not hit. You were very close to doing that. Twin Talon. Mm-hmm. A la Han Solo. You come charging out of the forest, attacking the Sabosan, to which the Churika around the fire turn and see you and now begin to come after you. <laughs> Their speed is 25, and that's its first action. The second action is to swing a fist at you. Oh, okay. boy. Does a 37 hit you? What the shit? Yeah, that's a crit. Oh, good lord. All right. You're too far from me. Uh-oh. 18 plus 19? Ugh. Damn. These Chirica look a little bit beefier than any you've seen before. Are they still small? Yes, they are still small. I feel like it just punches me right in my knee. Like, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. Don't do that. That's not cool. Oh, you're just getting kneecapped by a monkey. <laughs> Normal damage. Crit effect. The target is confused for one round. <laughs> oh, I mean, accurate. <laughs> All right. right. So you take nine non-lethal bludgeoning. Okay. <laughs> um, and you are confused. All right, I'll figure out what that condition is by the time my turn comes around, assuming I'm alive. <laughs> yes. You're flat-footed, you don't treat anyone as your ally, and you can't use reactions, delay, or ready. All your actions are determined by the GM. If you use your actions to attack or cast defensive cantrips. The target is determined randomly by the GM. If you have no other viable targets, you automatically hit yourself. Damaged by an attack or spell, you can attempt a DC-11 flat check to end this condition. Attack indiscriminately. Basically, you just attack the nearest thing next. So here's what's really bad. As a reaction to it punching you in the knee, you see that it looks at its fist and there's a little bit of your blood on it and it licks the blood oh, and no. starts and you see its eyes turn a little bit red. Oh, no. I don't know anything about just that. I'm confused. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't look like anything to me. Oh! <laughs> right in the Westworld feels. <laughs> so is that one action to move, one action to hit me, one action to activate, whatever that other thing is? 
It was a reaction. Oh, the re okay. And it, the, it triggers off of successfully dealing damage. So its third action is to draw its trident. Oh, Temid would be so interested in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that is its turn. Next is this Chirica. Can I go yet? <laughs> nope. <laughs> this Chirica is going to draw its trident. That's all it's going to do. Okay. Next is the Sabasan in front of Pond Watcher. It is going to try and claw you, Pond Watcher. Can try. Does a 23 hit you? Miss. All right. Swing and a miss. So why not try a second time? Second claw. 11 with a natural one. Ooh. That is a, a critical miss. Cool miss. That's critical. <sighs> critical. I'm frustrated. Dang straight. You take a minus two <laughs> circumstance penalty to attack rolls until my end of my next turn. <laughs> well, great. For its third action, it is going to attempt to fly away. All right, Pond Watcher, it is now your turn. Not far enough, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to run up behind it and swing my halberd at it. Good job. For a 32. That will critically hit. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I haven't done one of those in a while. Let me draw my own Carterino here. <laughs> I know. Okay, gut slash. The target takes oh. 1d4 persistent bleed damage. And it can't swallow whole. Ugh. Well, <laughs> you know. All right, so that is 11 slashing damage. Okay. And bleed damage now, or? At the end of its turn. So it'll take well, one at the end of its turn. Okay. Anyway, that was two actions. Yeah, I'm just going to try to stab it again. Get him. Why not? Uh, 20. Oh, wait a second. Oh. Which of the ones was oh. taking my persistent damage? Yes, I forgot to do that. I'm sorry. So it takes... What did you roll? 2d6? So it takes it 10? It was 10, yeah. yeah. Alright. Uh, a 20 will miss, Pond Watcher. Boo. Boo, indeed. You know, this is a bad situation, so I'm gonna use a hero point. Try to get rid of this guy. Okay. Will almost certainly be worse the second, second time. <laughs> it is 14. That is still a miss. Okay. Not critically. I am putting so many, many little symbols on this guy to remember. <laughs> uh, he did not pass his DC 15 flat check. So he is still acidic. <laughs> uh, so you moved, you swung, and you swung. I'm done. All right. See you in 39 minutes. No, dear. Brianna, it will be your turn. No. no. Next no. week. Why? No. I'm confused. Why? Why? What's happening? So rude. With our heroes dealing with the Sabasans and having more Churika attack them, what will they do? Will they survive? Can they escape with their lives? Find out the answers to these questions and more on the next episode of The Cracked Die Podcast. 
Thank you for listening to the Crack Die Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.